Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Juvo Hub podcast. My name is Jonathan Saar, and we are welcoming back Dr. Debbie Phillips from The Quadrillion and Mike Weller from Intelligence Consulting Partners. We've had a few episodes together already on the topic of active threat, situational awareness, emergency management. Uh, both of our esteemed guests have an amazing perspective and are industry educators on the topic. So we're glad to have them back today. This episode, the teaching point takeaway is specifically on our emergency management policies, our handbook. What are we doing with those? Are we dusting them off? Are we reviewing them? So we're going to dive into some specifics about that particular topic, and you'll hear some best practices, some tips on um, why why that needs to be uh, revisited on a regular basis. So again, welcome, uh, Dr. Debbie and Mike. Thank you again for being on the show today. Awesome. Thanks, John. Let's. Yeah, glad to glad to have you. Uh, so, Mike, maybe we'll start with you. And uh, and I know, Dr. Debbie, you, you deal a lot with with clients in the industry when it comes to policies and procedures. Uh, we all know the, the importance, doesn't matter what it is, to kick the dust off of off of our policies and procedures manual. But there's so much change. There's so many things going on from a situational awareness or emergency management perspective. So, Mike, why? Why do you what do you teach? Why is it so important to review those policies and procedures on a regular basis? Well, Jonathan, first off, let me let me start off by saying this. It's just an absolute pleasure to be able to be here with you and Dr. Debbie and to have this robust conversation about real things that are occurring in our world, right? Real things that are occurring in our workplace and our lives. And being able to embrace some of these concepts, I think it's it's extremely critical, not only from boots on the ground, but all the way up to the highest leadership aspect, right? There are a multitude of things that mm -hmm. we need to evaluate and really look at holistically to figure out where are we at today and where do we want to be at tomorrow, right? So so how many how many of us, how many of us have policies and procedures that are in place? And we say that they're in place. But how many times have we looked back to see when they were revised? Are they dated from 1970 something and they have nothing to do with where we are at today? Um, are we, are we, as you indicated, blowing the dust off of these things and actually doing our due diligence to realize, are we where we need to be as an industry today and where are we headed at to tomorrow? Here's some of the challenges that stand before us, right? Litigation. Litigation is around the corner everywhere now, right? Everywhere. And you don't want to be the manager or the or the employee or whomever it is that's faced with challenges that you're going to have to explain why you did or why you did not do a specific thing when we can look around the industry and we can see that it's not meeting the best practices that are readily available today. So I think it's important that now at the beginning of the year, right now we're, 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 we're getting into this, this February and we got to start looking at, okay, this policy, let's just say emergency management right now, what have we done 
to establish specific guidelines, regulations that are within the best practices of the industry in order for us to have success. Because at the end of the day, here it is. All right, from a management standpoint, we're worried about ensuring that we have litigation covered. We're looking to make sure that all the, 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 the boxes are checked that we've done X, Y, and Z. As an employee though, what I wanna do is have best alternatives. So therefore I'm establishing parameters that's affording me the opportunity to succeed. From emergency management, let's think about this for a second. The more we empower our employees, the more we're enhancing their abilities, their qualities and success rate. This is not, as I always indicate, Pete and I always talk about this all the time. What we're giving people when we start talking about this stuff is a life skill. It's not, it's not a job per se skill in and of itself. If we talk about emergency management and we, we talk about workplace violence, we talk about natural disasters, we talk about active threat mitigation, you fill in a blank with what we talk mm -hmm. about. If we educate our folks right around us about those principles, think about the impacts that's going to have not only them as a valued employee, but it's also going to give value to the organization to be, be prepared in the event of one of these tragic things to take place, right? Nobody raises their hand and says, yeah, hey, we want this to be the next event. We want to be the ones that are on the forefront. What we want to be is proactive, right? I mean, look at the horrific things that are happening around the nation now, right? We just tragically had a, a horrific event in Virginia down at the Walmart, right? And not to, I don't want to identify the, 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 the store, the organization, but the reality is, is that could that have been mitigated? Could that have been stopped had we had certain procedures and precautions in place? And what we want to do is, is we want to be more preactive, I mean, proactive as opposed to reactive. So we go all the way back to these policies, principles, uh, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the, the iconic term is for the policies that you have in your organization, it's critically important that we create a foundation to ensure that that foundation meets what those requirements are. And I talk about three things, all right? And then I'm gonna pass it over to, to Dr. Debbie here in a second, because I, I sometimes I get a little long-winded in some of, these, some of these aspects because I get kind of excited about it, right? But the first thing I'm gonna ask myself is, when I'm doing something, are the obtainable goals? Are they obtainable goals? Can I physically do what it is that I can do, right? If, if I tell you that you gotta go out here and make a right and there's no right to make, then I'm failing myself, right? So as simple as that sounds, are we putting things that are out there that are obtainable? And then here's the other thing is measurable goals. We need to be able to measure what it is that we're doing, right? Is the success rate the measurable goal or is the training rate the measurable goal? Whatever it is, we've got to be able to, to measure whatever those obtainable goals are. And then the last one is, is probably the most important. Are they realistic? Are these goals realistic as to what it is that we can actually do, right? And then we tie all this in with where we are as a society today to say, hey, are we meeting the mandates that are not only required, but more importantly, what we try to do, Pete and I, Intelligent Consulting Partners, we try to empower people 
to be even a step above what those minimal mandates are. And, and the, the relationships that we have built over the years are critically important to us. And they certainly fall within the realm of that right there. So, you know, I'm going to pass this over to Dr. Debbie. Um, but the reality is, I, I hope that makes sense what we're, what we're discussing. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I like it. I, I got some comments on it too, but yeah, go ahead, Dr. Debbie. Like what's your take on, on Mike's comments and what you've seen in the industry? Well, one thing that I, I want to, you know, just remind us all, um, we're in unprecedented times of acquisitions. And while our existing team may be familiar with some of our protocols, new team members may not. So I always like to say, you know, what are we solving for? What gets talked about gets measured. And I think it's important that we take an inventory. This is why I really appreciate the work of intelligence consulting partners is they bring a level of awareness to the conversation. Secondly, one thing that I, I want to say, and, and Mike had his three uh, bullet points, I have mine. Mindset, skill set, action. Mindset, we've talked about in previous programs, being present. Skill set, knowing the procedure. What is the procedure for getting out of a building? What is a procedure when we have lockdown? What is a procedure when we have an emergency? It's not just being able to fill out the form for the insurance. It's about saving a life, mindset, skill set, action. No one has the time to go find it on page 36 in the manual when it's on, it's happening. It has to be baked in. It has to be simple. It has to be something that we can execute immediately. So friends in the audience, I'm so passionate about this. Remember mindset, skill set, action. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Mindset, skill set, action. And to, to kind of bridge both of your comments, here, here's what I walked away from. If, if I was an employee of a company that left the dust on the policies and procedures manual, uh, didn't address things so that we, as you said, Dr. Debbie, it's like, okay, hang on, I got to turn to page 36 while, while this emergency is happening. What do I do next? I would have a hard time staying with that organization. Right. If an organization uh, constantly was saying, okay, we have an update and we're going to provide training. And I, I know that's in a future episode, we're going to be talking specifically about training on this topic. But for today, if I saw that my, my leaders, the uh, corporate uh, leaders for my company are saying, please notice this update and here is some training to help reinforce that. That that's just, that helps with some a level of security and helps me appreciate that those who I report to value me and value my safety. And it's not just a, well, the odds of something happening are so we won't pay as much attention to it. So I love it. I love that 
both of your comments, um, bring this all together on why, as leaders, we we need to address um, our policies and procedures. So very, very nice. Uh, let's just take a quick break. I think we've really got a good outset that we have to look at our policies and procedures. Uh, what are the expectations behind it? When we come back, let's get into some more items on specifics from you, Dr. Debbie and Mike, on what needs to be addressed within that policies and procedures manual. And um, our audience, I know, is going to really benefit. from. So let's take a quick, quick break and we'll be back in 15 seconds. How important is customer service? It's the lifeblood of any business, even property management. Customer service training can keep your business healthy. Jubo Hub is happy to announce its new online course, Customer Service Fundamentals. Learn more about this course at jubohub.com. Your helping hand in property management education. Okay, welcome back, everyone. Thank you again for being here in the Jubo Hub podcast with Mike Weller and Dr. Debbie Phillips. So let's dive into that. We just highlighted the benefits of reviewing our policies and procedures. Mike, what what are some specifics uh, would you share? I know you, you talk about this a lot in, in your training at Intelligence Consulting Partners. Can you highlight a few things that a property management company should be looking at? Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to go back and I, I want to echo a couple things here. And, and this is an old uh, Marine Corps uh, adage or, or acronym that, that we subscribe to. And, and it's the kiss, right? It's to keep it simple, stupid, right? And, and, and what we want to do is keep things as simplistic as possible, right? If we get things so convoluted, people don't understand whether they're supposed to go left or supposed to go right. They don't understand if they are supposed to do this piece of paperwork for that piece of paperwork. And I want to tie this back into crisis management. When crisis hits, we don't have the ability to to analyze things, right? We've already talked about that in a previous episode about that lizard brain and not having the aptitude at that point to really dig deep because we're dealing with a crisis at that moment. So what we want to do is we want to streamline this. And what we talk about is this. We talk about creating an overarching policy, right? Policy has to has to um be overseeing everything so let's just say that we're going to talk about emergency management if we're looking at emergency management as a whole what we're going to do is we're going to break each one of these things out right there's going to be a workplace violence there's going to be a natural disaster there's going to be an active threat mitigation there's going to be a fill in the blank right whatever it is that we're trying to fill out there's going to be subcategories of that and in those subcategories we want to really specifically talk about what the 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 alternatives are and the legal mitigation or legal term th- litigations that have happened over previous years that has created best practices right so we try to establish those parameters but here's what i would challenge everybody with this shouldn't rest at the, at the shoulders of one person this should be a committee right this should be a, a he, again i'm gonna i'm gonna keep things very simplistic Here's what I believe as as a manager, as a leader, is that it's not my decision ultimately. Well, ultimately, it is my decision. But but holistically, I want to put other people's fingerprints on this, right? I want other people to be a part of this. And I say that not in a negative way, but that's called empowering people, right? They now have assisted in creating 
this atmosphere that they believe the way that it should be as well. So I think I think that a committee that's also associated with this can report back to management and then management can ultimately decipher what's right and what's wrong, right? Now, again, I'm not going to have everybody wear pajamas to work every day as part of my policy, right? Because at the end of the day, is it not practical or is it practical? So again, it's got to be practical, but it's also got to be refined. And I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with Dr. Debbie about, you know, putting this thing to an action plan. And, and when you do establish this, I'll tell you a funny story. When we talk about action plans, we, we went into this organization one time and we helped them with their, their policies, procedures, training, active threat mitigation. We went the whole gamut. But we looked at what they originally had in place. And, and, and again, not to, not to put anybody out there, but we said, okay, this is your plan. So we walked through the plan and actually did like a tabletop exercise with them or a red cell. Mm. And in doing so, none of those things, none of those principles were obtainable. None of them were, me- they, they never measured them, right? And to say that I'm going to have my employees do this, and it's not even an actual place or location, that becomes a problem, right? So, so again, I talk about, let's get back in, not only dust these things off, but let's really look at the meat. Because does the meat really meet what our objective is? And what's our end goal? Our end goal is to, to make this a better working environment but a safe working environment and be able to empower those around me to realize the importance of that. So hopefully that, that, that helps out a little bit, Jonathan. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Lots of, lots of key takeaways. Uh, Dr. Debbie, what do you think? What's uh, what are some things management companies should be focused on when they're reviewing their policies and procedures? Well, you know, Mike taught me this in a previous session and I love it. It's not just, practice makes permanent, perfect practice makes permanent. And I have used that mic and thank you because I give you credit in every one of my presentations. But the one thing is for something to come off successful, you have to have a dress rehearsal. And I want to tell you that it's so important you know, uh, Delta Airlines, before you fly that big jet over the pond, you, you stay in that simulator six to eight months and you experience every type of condition possible. And, you know, you'll see schools today doing, uh, you know, uh, rehearsals and fire drills and things like that. Friends, if you want to lead a culture that people want to work in because today people have a choice where they give their time, talent, and treasure. If you want to create a world-class culture, everybody has to talk about it. Jonathan, we've mentioned this many times. One of our great mentors in our industry, George Lane, you know, he included safety in every conversation. Safety was important at the Lane company. And so what gets talked about gets remembered, but you got to have a dress rehearsal. We've got to take that policy and we've actually got to live it out. You know, where were, where were our pain points? Continuous improvement is not about the things we do well. Continuous improvement is about removing the barriers that keep us from being our best. So, uh, 
perfect practice makes permanent. <laughs> and we have got to take each policy, enjoy it, take it out of that binder, print it off that computer, and actually go through it in role playing. Um, there's no substitute for that dress rehearsal. I love it. I love it. It, it made me think of the Radco companies, uh, Dr. Debbie and, and Mike. Uh, we had them on as a guest in the show, and they were talking about DEI initiatives and how they created a committee from the organization in order to to address it. And I thought that really spoke to to Mike's point about instead of just a person writing things out that may or may not be practical, may or may not be relevant, may or may not be possible, you have ones that are involved to kind of cr create that um, policy initiative for further review because there is so many legal things that, that have to be taken into account. So I, 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 I remembered that from that particular episode. And I just wanted to highlight that to our audience. You know, it, it's, it's powerful when you're involving because this is just as important of a topic as DEI is, is, is safety within the organization. And as you mentioned, George Lane, industry leader, uh, that's, uh, it's, it's so critical and it's not something that we can just be very, be casual or cavalier about. So I appreciated both of your, both of your comments on that. So any, any final thoughts though, Mike? Yeah. I mean, you, you really brought it to the, to, uh, I think a very clear path of, looking at policies and procedures, having people involved and amending those where they're necessary, being aware of current events that may have an effect on those and then putting them into a practice. And I, I'm so glad that your organization does. That. I think that's, that's a beautiful service that intelligence consulting partners has that, that tabletop exercise, how, how, uh, bring it home for us. Like what, what are some things that, uh, um, I, an organization needs to keep in mind as far as best practices, reviewing their policies and procedures manual. Yeah. Thanks, Jonathan. I, I would say this first off, you, you got to have the willingness to want to even pull it off the shelf to begin with, right? That taking that first step is the, always the most difficult, right? And, and recognizing that we should probably have a, a group of people that's involved in ensuring that we are doing the best thing that we can. Right. Um, and it goes back to my three points, right? My three points are, are obtainable goals, um, you know, measurable goals, and are they realistic goals? I mean, those are, those are three of the biggest goals, but, but now you're going to make me tie it all the way back to a previous uh, recording that we had last month. And it goes back to, am I putting money in a bank account or is that bank account going to be empty when I'm trying to do a withdrawal, right? Um, I mean, it's just so simplistic. And, and, and this is what I think I get different. I, I, I struggle with is that sometimes Pete and I in intelligence consulting partners, we talk about the most simplistic things, but it's the most simplistic foundational things that we get away from. And it makes us forget who we really are. And I think we need to bring it back home. We got to realize foundationally who we are, what's our intent, where we're trying to go and what we're trying to do. And then looking at um, best practices across the nation to ensure that we're meeting those mandates that are within the realm 
and the realistic approach of what we're trying to accomplish. So, yeah, we, we pride ourselves on making sure that that is what's occurring. And we certainly encourage and want to empower those around us to do the exact same thing. Love it. Thank you. Obtainable goals, measurable goals, realistic goals. Excellent. Excellent. Thanks, Mike. Dr. Debbie? Yes, and I, I'm going to tee us up for our, our next session, and I want our audience to make sure they, they tune in to the next one. But it has so much relevance to what we're talking about today. Remember that adage, uh, I hear and I forget. I see and I remember. I do and I understand. I think it's important that we live out these policies, that we take our teams in our weekly huddles, and we say we're going to spend that first or that last 15 minutes talking about a safety procedure and bake it in every single day. Because, friends, you know, I don't want us to take for granted that somebody knows that that policy is on page 36. It's what we live out every single day that bakes in to our lizard brain. So I want you to uh, rewind and listen to a previous session that, that we've had. And I want to tune it up to our future program on how do we bake this into a learning and development platform. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to be an amazing episode. Looking forward to, to releasing that one as well. Thank you both so much. Uh, a lot of takeaways. And I think that's the summary. Just don't get that dust off of it. Think of some of the, the tangibles that you need to look at, make them realistic, obtainable, measurable, intentional, and realize that this is such an important topic. So we're so grateful. The Juvo Hub community is grateful to, to you, Mike and Dr. Debbie, for being available again today for this session, specifically about our policies and procedures manual. So thank you again for being on the show. Mike Weller from Intelligence Consulting Partners. How can people stay in touch with you and your organization? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Jonathan. And, and again, it's just an absolute pleasure to be here with you and, and Dr. Debbie. I mean, again, these are just such real conversations that I think are critically important to the success of our environment. Um, and remember, we can control what's around us, right? We can't control what everything else that's going on in life. So. Um, that all being said, if people want to reach out to us, um, they can reach us at uh, www.intelligenceconsultingpartners.com. Um, I'm sure that'll be posted at the end of the at the end of the segment here. Um, and I just very very um, passionate about making certain that people understand that that their success is is. Um, predetermined on their input and their investment into what it is that's going on. So short of that, uh, that, that, that's uh, how they can get a hold of us. Perfect. Thank you so much, Mike. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you again. My dear friend, Dr. Debbie, how can people stay in touch with you? Well, thanks to you, Jonathan. People can find me on all the, the social media outlets, but it's Debbie at The Quadrillion. And I want to end by saying this. You know, you can have success as a one-hit wonder, but if you want replicatable and duplicatable success, you need to have procedure systems and processes. You're only as strong as a process 
that is put into practice and perfect practice at that. So thank you for allowing me to be part of this important conversation, vital conversation. So look forward to seeing you on future episodes. Absolutely. Yes. Dr. Debbie at the quadrillion.com. So thank you again. Appreciate your amazing expertise. Thank you to our Juvo Hub community for being here for this show. If this is your first time here, you can find us on Instagram at Juvo Hub. We have a YouTube channel for those who like the video format of today's episode. And of course, the podcast version is available on all the major stations that are out there, Apple and Google and Pandora and Spotify and some others. So check out our website and you'll be able to find those, but just do a search for Juvo Hub podcast and you will be able to find us on those shows. So thank you again. We'll see everyone next time. Take care. Mm -hmm.